Has anyone ever read this book or seen this film? Yeah. Hands up, one or two of you. It's uh, Matt Damon there, starring role as Jason Bourne, who is a CIA super spy who right at the beginning of the film or book gets shot in the back during a mission and he develops amnesia. So he wakes up and he can't remember who he is. And the film follows him around Europe as he tries to figure out who he is, who he works for, what sort of person he is, even what his name is. Uh, It takes even quite a long time before he discovers that his name is Jason. But there's a deeper question about who we are that goes beyond memory, whether our memory is good or failing, that goes beyond our character, the deeper question of who we are in God's eyes. When I was growing up, my parents used to tell me that I could be anyone I wanted, but nowadays the police call that identity theft. What do you call a cat who steals someone's identity? An imposter. What do you call a nine-sided shape that won't tell you its name? A nonagon. Yeah, that's good. No, no, no. It's quite enough of that. I love preaching. Um, however, it does change the way that you see the world. After a while, everything becomes a sermon illustration. Here, <laughs> Rain Sue nodding at me. Everything you see, you think, "Oh, I could use that in a sermon one day." The idea is to use an everyday thing to illustrate a spiritual truth. Jesus did it all the time in his parables. He used examples from the world of farming, uh, family life, um, the temple worship to illustrate the point he was trying to teach. When it comes to the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the three in one and the one in three, there are some famous illustrations or analogies that are supposedly help us understand what God is like. We should be lovely if my sermon page had just gone completely blank. <laughs> That's never happened before. Right, please bear with me whilst I sort out the technology. can talk amongst yourselves if you want, but it shouldn't take too long. You know, when I started using my iPad, I used to always print a copy just in case. But then it worked for, well, five years. So I stopped. It was just a waste of paper. I was just throwing it away when I got home. Perhaps I should start again. Romans. I know, raised. <laughs> print it on paper. Right. Download. File downloaded. Lovely. We're back. Actually, I might just leave that connected to my phone, just in case it does that again. Right, where was I? (laughs) Famous illustrations and analogies that supposedly help us understand what it means for God to be in Trinity. First, we have the shamrock. Anyone recognise that? With three leaves standing for the three persons of the Trinity together, making one God easy to understand, but sadly wrong. It suggests that God is made up of three parts. One third Father, one third Son, one third Holy Spirit, and that together 
they make up God. Well, that's not the case. The Father is 100% God, the Son is 100% God, and the Spirit is 100% God, not a third each. How about this one? Ice, water and steam. Anyone seen or heard that one? Again, easy to understand, again, sadly wrong. It suggests that God is sometimes the Father, sometimes the Son, and sometimes the Spirit. After all, water can't be ice, water and steam all at the same time, can it? No. God is always Father, Son and Spirit. Surely this one, though. I am my parents' son, graduation day, Jess's husband and a vicar. You might be a wife, a daughter and a mother. But again, sadly, no. Because this suggests that God has three roles, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. But that can't be right because then actually they're the same person. That is, I am the son, the husband and the vicar. They're all me. But the father is not the son, who is not the spirit. Turns out that in some ways it's much easier to say what the Holy Trinity is not than what it is. And uh, this is often what Christians look like when they're trying to think about the Trinity. But that's okay. Because there is nothing, nothing we can see, hear, smell, taste or touch that is like God. There is no handy illustration to help it all make sense. Because he is so totally different, so much bigger than us, so much greater that we can never understand what it means for God to be God. Even if we spent eternity contemplating him. Isaiah 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And you know what? I think that's a good thing. Because if I could get my head around God, it wouldn't be much of a God, would he? He wouldn't be worth worshipping if I could understand him in full. As much as the world and the Bible teach us truths, about God, they also keep him hidden because we simply cannot comprehend his power, his majesty, his might, his glory, his eternity, his wisdom. But that doesn't mean that he is hidden or distant. When I was at school, I needed a miracle. It was the day of the French oral. GCSE. I was fine with the reading and the writing, so I wasn't too worried about those. But the listening and the speaking French, that I found much more difficult. So I prayed for a miracle. In the end, I decided I would work out how to say one thing perfectly. So I learned the word for egg and decided that was enough. <laughs> I have to say, there are a lot of miracles that I've wanted in my life, that God hasn't granted, from speaking fluent French in an oral to things that are perhaps a bit more serious. But there are many miracles that he has. And one of those, the greatest miracle he can perform in my life or yours, is adoption. J.I. Packer wrote a famous book called Knowing God, and he said this, adoption is the highest privilege the gospel offers 
In adoption, God takes us into his family and fellowship and establishes us as his children and heirs. Closeness, affection and generosity are at the heart of the relationship. To be right with God the judge is a great thing, but to be loved and cared for by God the Father is greater. Repentance and forgiveness is key, but it's the key that opens a door to something greater. Even greater than the forgiveness we have in Jesus is adoption. Adoption into God's family. We are established as God's children and heirs. This is from our reading. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Forget the shamrock. Forget the ice, water and steam. This is who God is. God the Holy Spirit sets us free from fear and adopts us into a new family. Gives us the rights of God the Son so we can worship and know God as our Father. This is, in fact, a sermon illustration from Roman law because in Roman law only sons could inherit property. So when Paul says adoption to sonship, he's not talking about the gender, he's talking about inheritance, which is why he goes on to say in verse 17, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. This verse tells us not simply who God is, but who we are, which is why I started by talking about Jason Bourne. By the Spirit, Christians are no longer slaves, but are adopted into God's family. This is who God is, and this is who we are. And it's why the prayer Jesus taught us doesn't begin, dear God. It begins, our Father. Because this is the privilege the Gospel gives to each Christian. And all this is a gift. Do you notice, twice... Paul says, the spirit you received, as in it was given to you. You didn't find it within. You didn't earn it. You weren't given it because you were so wonderful. (laughs) You were given it because God loved you. An American couple adopted a Japanese baby. Shortly afterwards, they signed up for Japanese lessons. They told the teacher... We've just adopted a baby from Japan. And the teacher said, oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? I said, yes, they said. We need to learn Japanese because she'll be talking in a couple of years and we need to be able to understand what she says. (laughs) (laughs) Prefer them to the puns, don't you? Have you ever been walking in the rain? I imagine most of you have. Have you ever been walking in proper rain? Not the stupid little mizzle that England does most days. Have you ever stood and turned your face up into the rain like that guy? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Friends, this is a picture of how God treats his children. Romans 5 verse 5. God's love has been poured out 
into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Titus 3 verse 7. God the Father saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Saviour. 1 John 3 verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we may be called children of God. God is no English mizzle. His love for us is like the pouring rain, drenching us with his spirit, lavishing us with his love. If you find yourself feeling unloved or unlovable, maybe close your eyes. Picture this guy. Tilt your head up and open your arms and picture yourself being drenched with the rain of God's love and his spirit. So today, on Trinity Sunday, I'd like you to remember two things, not three things. Lavished and adopted. God is super generous. He lavishes his endless love and spirit on his children like pouring rain. And when he does that, we are adopted. Adopted and established in God's family. Loved cared for and made co-heirs with Jesus. Lavished and adopted. And all that is a gift we receive. And that's why when I pray, I often like to pray with my hands open like that. Because it reminds me that prayer is not supposed to be demanding that God does what I want, but receiving from him. Receiving his love, his spirit, his word, his truth, his care. Receiving the adoption into his family that he lavishes upon his children. So I'd like us to stand, please. And I just want you to stand. You just close your eyes. And I'm going to stand with my hands open like that. Please do if you would like. As a sign that we want to receive from God, not demand. Just stand for a couple of moments of quiet. And if you want to picture that rain cascading over you, the rain of God's love, the rain of God's spirit, then do that.